welcome to Pops and Hisses, a music podcast where we talk to the bands you love, talk about concerts, and answer your burning music questions. I'm your host, Kevin Coffey, and in this episode, we have Oliver Ackerman, the creative mind behind post-punk band A Place to Bury Strangers, as well as the label Dead Strange. I was really excited to talk to Oliver, and we talked about all kinds of stuff, but mostly the band's new album, See Through You. That record... Uh, was recorded in the last couple years, but also came with a new lineup for the band, a follow-up EP called Hologram, which, through the magic of record label releases, is actually already out, and then lots of other activity on Oliver's label, Dead Strange. They're also about to head out on tour for the spring and have some summer dates being announced soon, and it was just really interesting to talk to Oliver, and I'm really excited for you all to hear it. Real quick, I want to remind you that you can listen to the Pops and Hisses podcast and find music news, reviews, and interviews at popsandhisses.com. But right now, it's time to talk to Oliver Ackerman of A Place to Bury Strangers. Let's get into it. Thanks just for being here and doing this. Uh, one of the things I want to talk about is just this year has been crazy for you guys. Like, you have put out EP, the remix EP. You've got this tour coming, the new album coming. Like, that's a lot of stuff all at once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, once we could kind of start to sort of get stuff going on again, it was sort of like, why not, you know? Yeah. When you were in that during the time when everything was like locked down and being sick with coronavirus and all that stuff, you kind of reevaluate your life and are like, oh, man, I love doing this stuff so much. Let's try to make whatever we possibly can happen. And then you kind of say yes to everything. And then next thing you know, you're doing a lot of stuff. So, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you always put out a lot of music. So it sounds like you really took advantage of the time to be able to do that. Right. Sure. I mean, yeah, like, you know, just, I don't know, when I'm doing all sorts of things during the day, I'm always thinking about songs and being like, oh man, I wish I was recording this song or it'd be cool to try out this thing where I loop like eight flanger pedals together. Let's see what that sounds like. And then, you know, you don't always get the chance to do that. So for me, it was uh, as terrible as it sounds, but like a dream come true to be locked in my house and get to have nothing to do but play guitar all the time so yeah. i was excited about it yeah yeah well especially for the kind of music that you make like you said just like i'm gonna loop this with this or i'm gonna run through this through this thing like that's got to be the ideal is just like i have time to do whatever weird thing i want totally yeah and then and i've gotten myself involved in all sorts of things with it being like the pedal company and then yeah. we started this record label and you know, doing all sorts of other projects for people like mixing and mastering people's music and stuff. And so uh, to kind of have all those things sort of slow down was kind of uh, awesome for a little bit. Yeah. I found it as I miss some of the things like social things that I normally would do, like going to see live shows is one thing. Totally. thing yeah. Me. I mean that too, that was huge. Like that being gone, not going out to bars or something. It was kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah. So like it meant, I kind of I missed that in a way, but also at the same time, I was like, oh, I can just like hang out. <laughs> I don't have to do anything else. This is great. Totally. Yeah. I watched all these terrible movies I didn't need to watch, you know. Yeah. Every TV <laughs> yeah. show I told people I was going to watch for like two years was I finally got to do. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, well. Um, well, yeah, I want to start with uh, you guys did Hologram, but then did the Hologram remixes. Those came like right on top of the other, which were just uh it felt like right on top of the other i mean they were several months apart but it was just a cool uh, little set that i liked a lot cool right on okay um and yeah, then we just reached out to a bunch of people and they were all super psyched to do it and stuff so it's it came together so easily 
You know, there was yeah. a time when you'd try to craftily try to figure out if you could convince someone, con them into doing a remix, and yeah. people were actually thrilled. So it was all right. Maybe yeah, and like you guys have done that before, but what is it that like getting back the song and like carrying like I always as a fan like think that stuff is cool like as a music listener but I always wonder what that's like from your perspective of I made this thing and this is my piece of art now you give it to someone else and they you know chop it up put it back together and send it back to you what the, what's that like it's really cool I mean you're aware of what's going on so it's not like it's some like record exec saying all right I got the final copy of your new album here's what it's going to sound like son yeah you know and it's like totally not what you wanted so you know that it's like a collaboration with someone else so it's awesome it's cool like um and then it's just you know you kind of craft over all these things that you think is are important with songs and it's nice to have someone just kind of destroy that and then bring in what they think is like important to a song and make something cool. And so, you know, really kind of even opens your mind up and your kind of creative process for things that you do in the future to be like, oh yeah, I should just, you know, try some song, which is like one note on a keyboard and then just bends up and down or something kind of cool. It's like, you know, you, you, you sort of like can see something in a, in a very like tangible perspective because um, it's related to something that you did. Yeah. It's got to be a little mind blowing with that stuff. Like, Oh, I never would have thought of that. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. You know, cause sometimes you think, you know, you're struggling over like some drum part or something and then someone just makes it so simple and so easy and awesome. And in yeah. some sort of way you're like, Oh yeah. You know, if only you yeah, weren't so tied know. to it and you could take a few steps back. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> it's like impossible when it's your thing. It kind of is. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's really cool. That uh, that release is cool. So yeah, I want to talk about see through you too. Um, and was that how? Uh, give me the time frame. Like, was that spent? Did you spend earlier this year doing that, or uh, even farther back? Yeah, I mean that the the see through you record that was pretty much done all in like the lockdown and everything that was going okay. On. Yeah, so it's sort of like at this moment of when a place to bury strangers was sort of like disintegrating as a band. And then it was like, there was all this kind of like weirdness and stuff with like the past members of all of this stuff and everything was just kind of insane. And that pandemic hits and it's sort of this like weird reflection of kind of, you know, what's sort of going on with, my life at that moment of the, the anger and the weirdness and the like walking on lone New York city streets and all the fireworks and all of this kind of craziness. And then trying to kind of like build this thing up through like all of this stuff that was going on. One of the things that I was doing was just like making sure that I was like playing drums every day. And so this was like the first record where I played drums on. And, oh, awesome. Yeah. Um, you know, it was just kind of a lot of that sort of, you know, really weird sort of, I didn't even know what I was doing. Actually, I was just kind of recording songs almost as like therapy or something for a long time. And then just, I just recorded so many songs and then put them together as a record. And then when it seemed like tours and stuff weren't going to happen, um, I was like, oh, you know what I should do is I should record an EP. And then, so I did that right after the record seemed like it was kind of done. And then that was mm -hmm. a hologram. Okay. Yeah. See, I, I didn't know how the timing of those went, if it was like one, then the other, but they, you know, now we got the reverse. We got the after part. Yeah. First. There you go. Yeah. So you, so you get the commentary on the record yeah. before the record comes out. So. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. And I wondered too, what, what the timing was with, as far as like the new members and you and stuff. So that's really interesting. Just having to pour, I mean, that's a lot to happen for you all at once. And I imagine I didn't even think about this, but yeah, like New York just being so empty and shut down. Um, God, that must've been really isolating. And especially with the stuff happening with the band, then go diving into the music of that. Um, that's totally. Yeah. It was so weird. It's like, you know, it almost seemed like it was like the beginning of the end of the world or something. Right. Or maybe it is, you know, I don't know, but <laughs> to be like in times square with, with nobody, and stuff and like driving on these streets with like police barricades and then going to you know it's just like it was so empty and then these like you know rallies where it's like you're you know you're marching through the streets which are all empty it's not like there was any traffic trying to go anywhere it's just so bizarre um and just kind of yeah, it just seemed like the world was going to be burning. And then there's also, you know, these uh, these trucks filled with people who are like, you know, dying in the hospitals right. running around the corner and all this stuff. And, you know, these like, I don't even know, the mail lady was telling me just the other day that like, you know, 30 people or something on our street died of coronavirus or something. And it's like, you know, there would be these trucks, these people and these teams going into these houses and then there'd be yeah. like couches and stuff all bagged up and like crazy stuff. It seemed like, you know, here we go. This is the end. Um, which I guess it was for some people and stuff, you know, which really sucks. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Like that's gotta feel, I mean, I'm in Nebraska and so it felt quiet, but it's different than, like you said, New York where everybody's packed in on top of each other, but then you walk outside and there's no one or like, yeah, quarantine team from outbreak going into the next apartment or like do stuff like that's gotta be hard. It was pretty wild. And then also, like, there was this kind of vibe of the people were kind of restless and there was this, like, anti-kind of police sort of movement. Oh, yeah. And stuff. So, so people were, like, shooting fireworks off all the time and trying to, like, scare people with fireworks. So it was, kind of, it was pretty wild, too, for there to be, like, fireworks going off all night. And people were doing these things where they would, like, blow up, like, a bag of flour you know, and stuff and like makes this giant fireball and crazy stuff. You'd be walking down the street. You think someone just pulled a gun out and was going to shoot you, you know, but they were just throwing fireworks out of car while driving down the road. You know, yeah. no big deal. No big deal. That's <laughs> not scary as shit. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Yeah. That's, yeah. What a perfect time to be like, fuck this. I'm going to go make music. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Pretty much. Man. Well, um, I'll be honest, I haven't been able to hear the whole record, but I've heard the few songs you get have put out and I've really dug it. And what's interesting too is that uh some of these songs are really catchy. Like they're really like uh they're getting stuck in my head. <laughs> oh, cool. Um, you know, like awesome. you know, noisy you know, noisy kind of wild songs, like stuff you guys really make, but like uh, uh let's see each other is just like I, that, that's, I've been listening to that a bunch. Uh, really cool song. Awesome, man. Thanks so much. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'm always just such a fan of that kind of, you know, I don't know. My parents play music from the fifties and sixties all the time. And, right. you know, just loved all those kind of like, I don't know, whatever, you know, tutti fruity and stuff like that, or like <laughs> wild thing or something. So yeah. no matter what, you know, I've kind of like, uh, always got those kind of things ingrained in me and you know those are those kind of cool punk shows i always like to go to and stuff when possible and where it kind of melds like something being destroyed and just having fun 
yeah you know in a good time or you know that kind of thing so something kind of popped in a way and in some sort of semblance of a thing a little bit maybe a classic idea of pop probably not what's popular today but you know (laughs) right i've always i've always felt like uh a lot of punk songwriters could be pop songwriters but they've decided to do like but i'm gonna do it this way and (laughs) yeah it takes a certain sort of musical knowledge to be like yeah i could write just some stupid pop song and whatever but like i'm gonna you know layer a bunch of noise on it or music or you know loud guitars and you know pull it a different direction yeah i mean you know i don't know i just some of those sounds and those things just really like draw me in and are just more interesting to me and you know there's even you know there's always these people who are kind of like going for like sonically this sort of like really high fidelity thing where you can hear all of these different little cool elements and stuff and i just always like things that were a little bit blurred and a little bit like weird and hear some sound and you're not quite sure what it was and it kind of sounds real like maybe there's something actually happening you know in this recording rather than like here's some weird computer sound you never heard before (laughs) you know and so that stuff just you know maybe it's like a love of you know, I don't never even thought about it, but like theater or something weird, you know, or or like movies or something, or you know, but it kind of lets you like use your imagination as a listener to sort of uh fill in some of the gaps. And and I yeah. think music even just relates to me more like that, or if you use like real samples of things, like um, I'm trying to think on those songs, I'm not sure, but you know, in, in this record, there's like samples of like the train and you know street noises and stuff and you know animals and all sorts of different stuff you know just kind of subtly in there in ways were used where you know maybe it's the sound of a snare drum and you wouldn't realize it or something but i think sometimes you know those sounds have like a sonic footprint and that kind of uh you sort of unlock something sometimes in your brain and you don't realize it yeah that's so cool um well, I also really liked, I want to tell you, I enjoyed the Hold On Tight video. <laughs> oh, fun. So I wonder how you came up with those that idea or, or how that came to be, because it, it's just really, uh, it's fun. Yeah, um, that was like our this uh, this director, Muriel, you know, she was like approached us and was like, hey, I got this really awesome idea for a video. And we were like, hell yeah. And so she came to New York. She lives, I think, in Los Angeles. She flew to New York. We hung out, we had like a shit ton of laughs and just went crazy and made this awesome video. I mean, you know, she did it with her team and did all the work. We were the, just there supplying jokes and having a good time, you know. Uh, so, yeah. yeah, it was it was really cool and really fun. And, um, and I don't know, just, uh, you know, she had sent other work that she had done and it was awesome. So I was just like, whatever you want to do, you know, we're down. Like, I'm sure you're going to do something awesome. So, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That turned out really cool. Um, and just looking ahead, the album comes out and you guys are on tour. Like it seems like forever. <laughs> it's going to be a busy few months. <laughs> totally. We're so excited to go on tour that, um, you know, uh, we, sometimes we would plan those things for a little while where you'd like, uh, you know, Oh, this drive looks too long or whatever. We were just like, whatever it is, you know, we'll go <laughs> send us out there, you know, so who knows how insane it is, but uh, I guess we'll find out. Yeah. Yeah. When was the last time you guys did like a full on tour? That's gotta be before all the stuff, right? Yeah. It must've been probably right before the uh, pandemic. There was a bunch, 
the things that we had been um, that we had gone to, mm-hmm. kind of like small little tours and stuff. But it was probably the year before that. I don't even know what year that was. Was that 2019 or something? 2020. Yeah. When did the pandemic start? I'm not sure. Really? Uh, yeah. It's like life is the pandemic now. So yeah, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, that's cool. I guess it'll be the first time with uh, with uh. Oh my God. I'm like, John, like and Sandra, yeah. John and Sandra. Yeah. Yeah. So that'll be, yeah. that'll be fun too. Totally. Yeah. I mean, the shows that we've done have all been really incredible and it's been like really, really fun to be playing with them and we're doing a bunch of whole new kind of cool stuff. Yeah. Um, it's like, I don't know, you know, sometimes you're like, you wonder whether you'll come up with any other good ideas and I'm psyched we have. So uh, so we've got a bunch of cool, crazy stuff that we're doing on these tours. I'm sorry. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm in Omaha, Nebraska, and you guys don't have us on the schedule, but it would be awesome to see you guys here again. Yeah. Heck yeah. Yeah, it's been a little while. You're in Omaha? Yeah. Yep. Cool. Heck yeah. It's nice out there. Not bad. It's weirdly 70 degrees today. It's oh, like nice. a gorgeous day in December, which is awesome to have a nice day, but also like horrifying because our planet's dying and <laughs> like what is going on in the winter that it's <laughs> well enjoy it you know yeah. heck yeah what are you doing on the, the the zoom with me come on man hanging out with you and then i think i'm gonna go eat lunch like outside or something like <laughs> oh yeah do that yeah way yeah. too nice yeah well yeah man um yeah, I'm just excited for the for the record to be out and people to be able to hear it. And then it'll be yeah, it'll be cool for you guys on tour. Um, I'm sure it'll just be great with the two new members and a bunch of new stuff to play it will be exciting for you guys. Totally. Yeah, for sure. You know, that'll definitely be really cool. I'm psyched to do it. And we're playing yeah. with a bunch of really cool bands and stuff too. It's like on the US tour, it's like TV Priest and this band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're both freaking wicked. Um, the bands in Europe. Like it's all a bunch of bands that are on our record label. Uh, it's Lunacy, um, okay. Platinum Bow, and Jealous, and like uh, those bands are incredible. We played this show in Berlin like a few weeks ago, um, and like I hadn't even seen some of these bands that are on our label, and it was <laughs> cool because those two bands played that uh, yeah. showcase that we did at this festival, and they were wicked. They were so good, so I'm so psyched. You know, it's. And it's like, whew, thank goodness you make the right decisions. They're not just like a great recorded band that sounds terrible live. Yeah. So, uh, so they were incredible. So I'm so psyched. Uh, it's going to be such a good. Uh, oh, that's track. awesome. Yeah. I was going to ask about the label. Well, because you have the pedals, you have the label, like you've got some, I don't know, you're just, you're a busy guy, but uh, the labels used to be going really well. You have all these bands on them and all these releases. And is this the first release you got, you've done on the label? We did hologram on the label. Okay, and, yeah, you did hologram on the label. That's right. That's right. And, and even the remix records on the label, and then this will be yeah, this will be the first full record that we've yeah, done. Yeah, right, right. And um, yeah, it's you know uh, I had had some labels in the past and stuff, but this is the one that where like um, we have a lot of people who are just like, super psyched to help us out and do it. So we're kind of it's working out really great. Yeah, cool. that's awesome. Yeah, sounds like it's going really well. Well, cool. Um, I think that's all I had to ask about, Oliver. So I appreciate you taking the time. Cool, man. Yeah, for sure. Thanks so much, Kevin. Thanks for listening to my talk with Oliver Ackerman. Check out their new album, See Through You, when it comes out on February 4th. You can pre-order it on Bandcamp and hear the first two singles right now. 
And also head to a place to bury strangers.com for tour dates. The band's playing a lot of us dates on the heels of the album release in February before they head to Europe for dates in March and April. Please subscribe to the pops and hisses podcast on your favorite podcast app or head to pops and hisses.com. You can listen to podcasts, uh, find more music news, reviews, interviews, podcast episodes too. I'm your host, Kevin Coffey, and you can follow me on Twitter as at Omaha Music Guy or find my page on Facebook by searching for my name. Thank you, as always, to Herd at Media for producing this show, and I want you to go out and find lots more of their podcasts at herdatmedia.com slash network. That's H-U-R-R-D-A-T media.com. Thanks for listening, everybody. See you next time. A Herd at Media production.